The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will, I will not, not, not lose. lose. Yes, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Yes, he's a DB of the show. Um, We are Black in Sports, where we're giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here today, bring you back in the locker room where we talk about the topics in and around the game. And today, we're going to talk about... And I'm headed out west, because I want to be a cowboy, baby. Yes, we're going to talk about those Dallas Cowboys. MH, are you ready to do this? Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So we're going to talk about the Cowboys, and this is kind of like a little bit of a vent session, right? So, you know, it's the, you know, the circle of our listeners in here. So you're, you're in a safe space. So, you know, we're just going to let you get it off your chest, man. How, how are you feeling about your Cowboys, man, after, <laughs> after a little bit of a rough start? Uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling whatever about them, to be honest with you right now. Um, I think I think being a Cowboys fan, I need to kind of bring you back to the origin so we kind of understand. So we so, get a little bit of a history lesson. We'll get a little bit of a history lesson, okay? And this will kind of where I'm where I'm at a little bit. But I was born to Vic and Francine Hayes, uh, who was established in 1981. They both resided out of Greenville, Texas. Greenville, Texas, is about I think 35 miles north of Dallas. Right, so uh, being that they were that close to Dallas, and obviously we come from a sports family, you know, being a, a Cowboys fan was kind of a no-brainer. Okay. So as a youngster, ninety-two, ninety-three, obviously they won back-to-back Super Bowls. And much like a lot of people uh, our age, and you know, they, you, know, you, you kind of follow the team that's winning and most successful. So absolutely. So they were Super Bowl champions, so it was, it was really cool to be a Cowboys fan. And the next year, ninety-four. Uh, I think they broke my heart for the first time. Uh, they lost in the NFC Championship to the 49ers. Uh, there's some debates of whether Deion Sanders passed the experience, Michael Irvin, which I, I still call pass interference, but they lost, right? And then after that year, Jer- Jimmy Johnson was no longer the coach. Right. But they won the Super Bowl because they were so over the talent in 95. And, I mean, there's so, some residue left over from the great coaching and the, and the spirit and the, the winners that the coach yeah. Yeah, yeah, their, their team was overloaded. Barry Switzer, you know, just kept it together a little bit, and they just had to win. They, they were they were the best team in the NFL by far. Right. Um, so you know, the team gets older. Whatever we get older, and you, you pass through. But here is the start. Here's the the start of the Cowboys kind of downfall to where we are today. So 2002, the great Emmitt Smith. You know what Emmitt Smith does in 2002? No, what does Emmitt do in 2002? He breaks the all-time rushing record, Walter Payton's record that nobody thought would be broken, right? Right. He broke it against the Seattle Seahawks in October time frame. I think it was like a Sunday night game. But what happens on that, that celebration, that culmination of an all-time great player, what happens that game? You have to refresh my memory. Cowboys lose. Okay, That's what happens, 2002. Okay? <laughs> 2007, Cowboys are 13-3. Tony Romo is, is in the height of his prime. We got Terrell Owens. We got Marion Barber. Julius Jones was still holding the rock back then. 
Yeah, Terrence Newman on defense, DeMarcus Ware. This is before DeMarcus Ware started wearing the neck roll. We we were the number one team in the NFC. We get a bye week. There's rumors that Tony Romo goes to Mexico. Whatever the case is, he can do whatever he wants to do in a bye week. Well, 13-3, we lose to the Giants in the second round, division round of 12 after a bye week. Yeah, that's 2007. 2008, the last game in the historic Texas stadium. You know, you know, remember the stadium? You know, we're... Guy looks down through the roof. Through the or roof, the, and, the, he's, the roof. and he's shining on you with the little hole, and it's like the little ray yeah. of light. You know, other quarter, opposing quarterbacks couldn't throw because of the that historic crown on the field. Yeah, I, I remember some of those advantages of that stadium. Yeah, God is looking down on his thing. Well, the last game at Texas Stadium, we lose two long runs to the Baltimore Ravens, lose second L there. So we close out the stadium back. That's cool. We're going to open up J-Road. Jerry World, 2009, AT&T Stadium. That big screen, huge blast of a stadium. It's open. First game in the stadium, first regular season game. We just had a local team open the stadium here at Legion Stadium here in Las Vegas. But what happened the first game at AT&T Stadium? Well, they took an L. They took an L. Eli Manning signed his wall in the <laughs> AT&T locker room. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. 2012. Like this is this is this is a lifelong Cowboys fan. The first this is the first Cowboys game I'm able to go to. So in 2012, the Cowboys were tied for the number one spot in the NFC East. Right? This is RG3's rookie year. So everybody remembers the, the 15 good games RG3 had in his career. Right? Yeah, 15 <laughs> games, 15 minutes, fame. You know, all yeah. correlation. Yeah, he was uh, uh, Lumi D. He's the equivalent of Lumi D with a one hit. <laughs> But anyway, 2012, he's hobbling around. His knee is already messed up at that point. The Cowboys have a Sunday night game, the second to the last game of the season. This is in Washington. RG3 is limping around. Tony Ramos throws three interceptions. Mind you, this is my first Cowboys game seen in person. The Cowboys give up 200 yards to a running back that's wearing number 46. You know that? Alfred Moore. Does anybody remember who Alfred Moore is? I do because he used to be, he drove that broke down ass car to the stadium. <laughs> he drove that Astro van to the stadium. Well, that same guy drove that 1994 Astro van to the stadium. Rest of 200 yards broke my heart in person. Cowboys lose. Don't win the division. 2012. This is the first game I get to go to in Jerry's world. I get to see the big screen. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. 2012. I'll let me back up. 2016, this is the first game I get to go to in the new stadium. Okay, this is Jerry's world. The Cowboys are 13 and 3. Tony Romo's hurt, but we got Dak Prescott. This is, the Dak, this, is, this is where Dak comes into the scene, right? Yeah, this is, this is, 20, this is 21 and 4, 214. This is Dallas area code. It's, it's meant to be. Des Bryant is still Des Bryant at this point. We're the number one seed. In the NFC, well, 2016, I'm on a I'm on a work trip, uh, and there's a rainstorm that happens Saturday night, so I'm available to go to the game on Sunday. So I splash get some money. I keep a standing room only. I'm I'm seeing the divisional round. I'm in the playoff round. The Cowboys going to win this, go to the NFC Championship. Well, what happens? Aaron Rodgers happens, uh, um, and uh, they lose. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> lose, and uh, I go back to work. That. And this is not even the death year. The year two years before that, when they should, when they were really good, 2014, I think it was, 
when Dez caught the ball in Green Bay, we think we're going. We think we are continuing to, to the NFC Championship. And uh, what happened? They lose. So I said all that to say that there's been a lot of disappointment uh, for me with the Dallas Cowboys in recent memory since about 1994 <laughs> is where the disappointment initiated. Okay. And at this point, uh, I, I'm not really disappointed anymore. I'm not shocked. Um, I'm just more hopeful at the point. My disappointment has changed to hope being hopeful, which is why I say every year that gonna, this is going to be the year, which is why I don't hang my head now that they're two and four or whatever their record is. I'm just hopeful for a better day. So you and think? That's where I'm at so you're hopeful. So, you know, there's still a lot of football to be played, right? We're only, you know, we have, what, 10 plus, 10, 10 or so games left in the season. You know, you can still make a really big turnaround. Uh, so are you hopeful in your new coach? Let's start there. Am I hopeful in Coach um, McCarthy? McCarthy, yes. Uh, Starting off with the worst, worst start in Cowboy history since the, like, 90s. Yeah, I mean, I I am hopeful, you know. Uh, I was I was hoping that you know sometimes when a, a coach has a year off to kind of rethink himself and you know have a next opportunity as a head coach, they, they really turn the page. I mean, Bill Belichick, you know, started off with the Browns and got fired from the Browns, and he really took his next step with the Patriots, right? right. So I, I'm still hopeful, uh, to, to put it that way. Um, but that's the key word, hopeful. I'm, I'm not really sure. Okay, and staying on the coach. If it's not a hopeful situation and things don't turn around, which, you know, for you, you know, I definitely hope, you know, I definitely hope the best for you. Don't need you on suicide watch. Um, do they let him go? Is it a one-year experiment or does he get another chance? Nah, I, I, Jerry Jones doesn't, I, I don't know Jerry Jones, but he doesn't seem like the guy that's going to renege on his thing, on his promises or whatever that quickly. At least this old version of Jerry Jones. Uh, unless, you know, McCarthy just starts sabotaging himself and would call out Jerry Jones. Um, maybe he won't be there, but still there. So yeah, for, I think Jerry Jones. So he'll he'll get the time to you know see if he can turn it around. So he'll get the two to three years to see uh, what he can do with the team. Yeah, you gotta. In fairness to the coach, you gotta get your guys or your people or however you want it in place. Right. I mean, that doesn't happen in one year. So and, um, he, and it's not like the Cowboys were just loaded. Right. Um, well, you know, there's also the the talk about who he brought in for his defensive coordinator. So, you know, he, that that was one of his guys, and it's a questionable pick that you know is getting some fodder in, in, in the. But that, there's some back end to that. Uh, Nolan was part gave, I think either Nolan or his father, one of the two, uh-huh. maybe his father, gave uh, Mike McCarthy his first job to get into the league. Right, so it's kind of like a. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, or whatever the case may be. So there's a little bit of that. Absolutely. So you can definitely, definitely be hopeful because you are in football's worst division. I mean, (laughs) with your start, you guys are still in first place. So I I could definitely understand the optimism in in that point of view. So Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> it's one of the, it's, uh, it's, it's a thing, right? Like you, you, you said it right. You don't, you don't know if it's good or bad, but it's definitely a damn thing. 
And who you guys have next, like, uh, coming up? So Monday night was, oh, that had to be painful. That had to be so painful. You know, you. Honestly, honestly Monday night wasn't that painful. Really? And, and the, yeah. And the reason why it has little to do with, you know, I was hurt that Dak Prescott was hurt. Um, and I know the offensive line is banged up. And I think Andy Dalton is going to be okay. But I knew this was going to happen because anytime a Texas quarterback goes to play back in his state, so Kyler Murray being from Texas, yeah, they, they usually show out and they usually play well, okay. especially on the prime time stage. So yeah. that didn't surprise me. All right. Because, I mean, I was definitely going to bring that up because Kyler Murray has a better record in Texas Stadium <laughs> than a lot yeah, of the players. Well, he lost in Texas Stadium, seven and all, I think. He has not lost uh, in Texas Stadium, so that's throughout his uh, high school career, things of that nature. So yeah, he's uh he's putting up numbers. So so you knew that was kind of coming. It was it was definitely yeah. something that could happen. Yeah. So yep. you're going to definitely pick up some wins. I mean, you get to play Washington twice in the season, so the Washington football team. So. Yep. That's going to be a good, good, good marker for you guys, right? Just one more time, and then the Eagles, which you know we got to play the Eagles here soon because the Eagles don't start winning games after uh, Thanksgiving anyway. So right, um, and depending on when, you know, Carson doesn't play a full season, so you know all of those things kind of evolve for you. So yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you brought up Dak, you know, um, that was crazy to see, especially, you know, just everything that you, you, you root for Dak, you know, I'm pretty sure like a majority of people, Cowboy fans are not just wanted to see him get his money and, you know, this contract thing that he was going through and, and how that, um, how the whole process was going. And then for him not to get the money and then to get this injury, that's just, that's just a dang heartfelt tough thing. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, on his return and in the interim, so these are two-part questions. I want you to kind of give me your feelings on if Dak, you know, is still your quarterback, like, you know, Terrell Owens says, he's my quarterback. And then what about if, you know, Andy gets into some trouble this year, we bring in someone else in off the streets, maybe a Colin Kaepernick. I can quickly answer the, the second part of that question. That's not <laughs> 1,000% that's not going to happen with uh, Jerry Jones. For that, that won't happen. I, I'll play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys with Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> won't be no knee in Dallas Stadium. Uh, <laughs> but to the first part, uh, yeah, it, it's, it was, the first thing about Tony, uh, I mean, Dak Prescott being hurt was Tony Romo was on the call at Erie, right? So yes. he was uh, he was the problem. Um, and <laughs> I think Tony Romo said, I think it's a cramp or something. I'm not sure what TV Tony Romo was looking at, but seeing Dak Prescott's ankle face the other way, <sighs> I don't think the cramp was the first thing that came to mind for me. I uh, just watched, but maybe he had a different copy, different angle. Yeah, his um, whatever his tea leaves or his crystal ball that he usually reads and calls the plays didn't didn't see that very clearly because his foot was pointing the other direction. Like they they started yeah. blurring it out on TV. It was so bad. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it was a cramp. Um, <laughs> But, you know, if I think objectively, I, I love Dak Prescott because I love black quarterbacks. I like to see black quarterbacks successful. I like to see uh, them the face of NFL franchise. I like to see them as the CEO. I like 
They're different. I like Dak Prescott. He wears a bow tie. He wears a nice bit of two dollar sign. His hairline is, you know, slowly decreasing. So I have, you know, um, yeah, uh, you can relate. I can relate to him for sure on that level. But but he's a leader. He is a leader, and he's definitely a leader. I, I've always been, and, and my my family knows this. I've always been. I see. I feel that just that I've been okay. Mm-hmm. I, I've been. I've been. Supporter because he's a black quarterback, but more importantly, um, I don't know. I just think he's middle of the pack, right? And I, I think that's part of the reason. You know, I let you slide with that little bit of Spanish you just do in there, but go ahead. <laughs> and I think it's a Spanish Heritage Month in the NFL, but anyway. That's, that's <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Spanish Heritage right there. Uh, but yeah, so. I think that if it continues like it was on Monday night, I think Dak Prescott's going to heal up fine and he'll get paid fine because there's no, there's a, there's not a, a source of quarterback behind him that's better than him, unless the Cowboys just bought him out and then you know, there's a guy at Clemson, there's a guy in North Dakota that they might want to look at too. So I'll shop to go wherever you are. So we'll see. Hopeful. That's the key word there. I was trying to pull up and remember what uh, Bishop Dudley said, him being a Cowboys uh, fan as well. Um, <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, he wasn't intimate with the, the Cowboys. <laughs> he said something about being prayerful too, right? Like, So I, 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 I think, you know, you, you got a lot of people, and, and I have a good friend that's a Cowboys fan, and so, you know, it's God bless the Cowboys in Texas or something like that, right? Like, you know, you guys think that uh, the Cowboys is is uh, God's favorite team, um, but God may be smiting you guys <laughs> for the last few years because uh, it hasn't been looking too well. What's going Yeah, I mean, we're still America's team. Oh, um, my gosh. I, I don't know about all that. You, you still holding on to that? I am. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing either at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there is some affiliations with with your ownership and uh, you know the current uh, leader and commander of this uh, of this yeah, state. I'm not sure that's yeah, but it's still accurate state. <laughs> we'll let you, we'll let you have that right because you don't have too much else to kind of leave your hat on right now. It's a, it's a tough world for you guys. So to kind of just to wrap this up, man, where what's the what is it going to take? What's the turnaround? You know, what's the the magic tea leaves? You know what I mean, because like if any time that you guys were supposed to like make a turnaround and really was supposed to happen was in twenty twenty, where everything is just weird as hell. So and and you guys have to maybe have some sense of you know comfort because in twenty twenty where everything's a disarray, the car the, the Cowboys are on brand <laughs> with high expectations and low results to this point. <laughs> so what's gonna turn it around? I don't know, man. I, I I really don't know. Uh the Cowboys they're in a category with teams like the Browns, the Lions, the Texans who haven't been around that long, but just teams that haven't been to the uh, the conference championship since like 1995 or 96 or whatever. So, you know, I think the Cowboys are where they're supposed to be right now. Um, and that's uh, below par. Um, what turns them around? I don't know. I don't know. We can start by addressing that secondary. And I will continue to say, anybody that knows me, if you don't have one or two players in your secondary, I can't call you. So until that happens, till we get some DB love in the secondary where they have one or two guys, Got a top of the line guy, 
the results will continue to be the same. And I'll, 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 I'll stick to that theory. Well, there you have it, man. So, I mean, you guys are definitely on the uh, prayer watch. Um, maybe an ownership, an ownership step in. Oh, what'd you say? Fast and pray. <laughs> we need to miss the meals. We don't need to. Just, yeah, we need to fast and pray. Do all of that. Well, <laughs> maybe uh, you know, an owner to step down possibly would, would help some of the situation. Just kind of outside looking in. Nah, that's not gonna happen either. So, <laughs> so he's the owner till he dies, huh? Yeah, I don't even think about that. That's, he was there, so <laughs> I don't even know a, a, a moment in my mind that it's, it's not gonna happen. So. Well, look. Thank you guys for listening to the show. If you guys have any ideas from the Cowboys collective, what they can do, what we can do, or collectively, you know, if we can have a prayer session every, every Sunday before and after the game to, to, to get them and maybe even fasting as well. But we hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening, man. This has been the locker room. Please share the content. Uh, give us a feedback of what you thought on the show and uh, what you'd like to hear us talk about. We are black in sports on all of your social platforms and we're black and sports podcast on all your podcast platforms. So please check us out. Stay safe, practice gratitude and know we're rooting for you. Screaming all this black got sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody in black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody in black. Yeah. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat about two racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.